Hello and welcome to episode three of Biz Secrets Exposed. In this episode, I interview my good friend and Fusion Ambassador, Stephanie Gorton. She is a two-time six-figure business owner and she's worked with over a hundred amazing women to help their startups turn into a blossoming business. She's actually just launched her Purpose and Profit Mastermind for women who are ready to make more sales and explode their business. So if that sounds like you, jump on over to stephgorton.com. This show is brought to you by Fusion Bizco, one of Australia's leading small business communities for female entrepreneurs. If you're sick of doing business on your own and ready to meet hundreds of powerhouse women who have your back, so that you can feel confident to make those big moves in business and so that you can get known and respected as a leader in your field. If you know you're meant for big things, then come join us and learn from six and seven figure entrepreneurs so you can save time and energy and have more impact, more profit and more freedom. Head to www.fusionbizco.com.au and if you like what you find, we'll be welcoming you with open arms at an event very soon. All right, let's get into the show. You are listening to Biz Secrets Exposed, presented by Fusion Biz Co., where we lift the veil and ask changemaker entrepreneurs to share their gritty stories. Here's your host, Ashley Makovich. Steph, I really wanted to interview you because I feel like you're really, you're really stepping up. You're not letting any um, self-doubt or fear get in the way. Yeah, so, you know, you've just gone through a big launch. You've um, proved that you can still sell in this current environment. You are an amazing testament to what you teach. Can you share um, a little bit about you and um, your business journey and your success to date? Of course, I'd be honoured to. Um, so, hi, guys. Thank you so much for having me in here today. I'm so um, genuinely grateful and honoured that Ash has given me space to speak uh, about something today that I'm really passionate about and is such a huge part of, I think, why my business has been successful. But just to give you guys a bit of an overview, um, I started my business, House of Hobby, in well, my side hustle, House of Hobby, in August of 2017, officially launched. And within, it just kind of took off really quickly. So within nine months, I was able to make my corporate wage back. So I was able to quit my job with the very, very um, big push from Ash, who was like, just quit all the time, which was amazing. <laughs> so I was really, really pumped to quit that job. And within 18 months, um, we had well over six figures. Um, yeah, so within the first two years, uh, I had a team of 14, which was crazy, um, helping me out from, you know, we had a customer service team, management teams, uh, obviously workshop staff, personal assistants, virtual assistants. It was crazy. So from, you know, zero to 100 really, really quickly. And then because of that, I was getting a lot of questions around, you know, well, how did you do it so quickly? How did you start your business so, you know, so fast? How did you grow it so quickly? And so because of that, I started, I launched a coaching course in April of last year. So it's just been over a year that I've been coaching now and since then I've managed to coach over 80 women which has been huge in just a short year as well as running two businesses so that's a little bit of my business journey um yeah. straight up and, and about how I kind of got here I hope that's helpful yeah amazing I feel like time's flown because it feels like only yesterday you kind of put yourself out there as a business coach and everyone really has just taken to you like you see all over social media if anyone's um you know, if anyone is suggesting a business coach, it's always you. So I think you're doing amazing. You're stepping up for your community. You're being the shining light. <laughs> so um, 
But obviously, like the last few weeks have been a struggle and things have changed a lot. But can you share how it's affected your two businesses? Absolutely. So I think, um, you know, obviously all face-to-face brick-and-mortar businesses pretty much have shut down. So for me, huge, uh, huge change. My whole business, House of Hobby, is a workshop-based business, so it's face-to-face, which means that it's com- had to completely shut down. Uh, so it's we've completely put it on hold, um, and that just means stopping everything right where it was going, which also meant stopping income you know, completely. So just like everybody else, I was massively, I have been massively affected by this. Um, on top of that, my partner owns a gym. So the same thing has happened. Um, fortunately he's pivoted and gone online cause he's a legend. Uh, but yeah, it's in our household in high stress, big change, lots of stuff going on. Um, and, and not really knowing where to turn just like everybody else, like never having navigated this before. I'm really fortunate that I have had, I guess, quite a lot of experience with um, and training in mindsets. Um, so I was really able to make big changes quite quickly and not kind of let that that situation stop me. So I obviously had a business coaching course that I was running. I had had in the background that I wanted to run another short, shorter term course for years. I've been wanting to work on that, but I haven't really had the time or space. I've really used this time to be able to grow that course, build that course out, and then properly launch it. Amazing. Um, yeah, because I remember you telling me about this course that you wanted to launch and then next minute it's up there, it's being promoted, like you've done all the work behind the scenes and I think you've really used this downtime to as not downtime at all, you know. You've been you've been working behind the scenes tire, tire, tirelessly to mm. try and make sure everybody else is, you know, like being lifted. So um, it's just great job that you've been doing so what are some of the things obviously you you're having to be strong for all your um customers and your clients so what are this what are some of the things that you're doing to make sure you stay strong and grounded during this time so like everybody else i think like everybody has to everyone has a a portion of of grieving in this period um and i was no different i definitely um you know as soon I, i pretty much grieved it as soon as it happened so i think i was fortunate in that way i think a lot of people are still going through that process at the moment but immediately after it happened i think ashley came over and did a live interview with me um in one of my courses and on that day i'd been crying that morning i was not coping okay with it and you were actually a beacon of light for me in that Aww. day um, with your positivity you know when you showed up to my house you're like it's fine i was like Okay. <laughs> um, but I, I think I thought that about you. I, I, you know, you seemed so positive still. I, I kind of, I think in my head, my, my logical brain and like some of the, like your logical brain knows this is not a big deal, but your subconscious brain is freaking the hell out and yes. is doubting whether you can make it work and doubting whether you're going to be able to pivot and you just like want to almost give up. Right. So I think I know a lot of people in this group will be feeling like that at some stage. Um, I think for me, Staying strong during this time looked like really pivoting my business to show up for others. And I think that I've, I've kind of always done that, but really nailing, grounding into if I'm feeling like this, then everybody is feeling like this. So if I don't change and, and grow and sort this out, then how can I help others sort it out, you know? Um, so for me, I think one of the big things that I did straight away was, yeah, just showing up to support others. I sat down and I brainstormed, what do people need right now from me? Um, what do people need to hear at the moment, you know, around mindset and around, um, you know, growing and about growth in this period and about fear of showing up? I felt it too, you know? I felt it just like everybody else felt it. I was scared to show up online. I was like, oh my God, are people going to think I'm salesy if I show up here? 
um, and had to do a lot of self-work in order to be able to show up for others. And that's why I really wanted to talk to you guys about this today. But some of the things that I think have, that have worked really well for me is just really grounding into what do I actually want to do with my business and, and being able to actually take space and time to visualize where I always wanted it to go and, and then being able to create and um, even just have conversations that start to look like that um, in my world, you know, with my customers, with my clients, with my audience and, and kind of start planting the seeds because it takes, takes time for a vision like that to grow into reality, you know? So I think in this time showing up for others has been the number one thing that's helped me stay strong. Yeah. So what does that look like for you? Just jumping on your Insta stories? Is that like, you know? Absolutely. So I think as a business coach, um, and I think uh, other people in, the, in any industry, like finance, law, anything like that right now will be definitely feeling it. But as a business coach, straight away, people were contacting me. Oh my God, what should I do? Like, and just randomly, like people, you know, obviously my clients um, who, have, who have paid to work with me, but also just in DMs, in Facebook Messenger, in, you know, people freaking out, the collective freaking out, in phone conversations I was having with, with girlfriends who have businesses. And I just thought there is, you know, for me, yeah, it was Instagram stories. It was a free challenge that I did. It was, um, it was, you know, the COVID, I did a COVID webinar um, that was really about showing up specifically during this period. And I did it quite early and, you know, a week or two in when it was very taboo to be talking about it still um, about doing business in that time. I just wanted to show up and help people to realize that the only thing that is limiting you from showing up right now is, um, is, is a belief system that you're running or a story that you're running about whether or not it's okay to show up you know, and that's the only thing that's limiting you from showing up at the moment. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go down that thread. So how, if people are having those limiting beliefs, what are some like practical things that they can do to get over that and start going in the direction they really want to? So I think that for me, like practical and mindset are quite hard, right? Because yeah. it's, a, it's a train of thought. So for me, practical is quite hard, but I, do, I did have a couple of things written down that I wanted to talk to you guys about. The number one thing that, and it's, it's hard to do, but it, it takes practice, but I think you need to be aware of it. So before we can make change, we need to have awareness. So one thing that you need to be aware of is that it is just a belief system that you're running. And, and even though people around you might also have that belief system, doesn't make it true. So I think realizing that the only thing that's really holding you back right now from showing up online or advertising your business or, you know, moving forward with your business is that you're probably worried about what other people think. You're probably worried that someone's going to judge you or say that you're insensitive or say that it's not the right time to be showing up or feel like you're salesy or whatever the, the story is that you're running. I don't want to be that person is usually where it comes from. Um, and realizing that that is solely attributed to what other people think of you. And the minute that you can let go of that barrier for yourself of stopping giving in to pleasing others into people, pleasing others and stop giving in, you know, your life and your dreams and your goals just to please somebody else. Um, and to make sure you don't hurt someone's feelings. The sooner that you can stop that, the better. Yeah. And it, it's taken me years. It's not an overnight thing, right? Like, and that's, that's the truth of it. But I think again, awareness precedes change. So it's about understanding that that is the thing that's stopping you. And it's probably stopping you in so many places in your life. It's probably stopping you in, you know, wanting to get the cleaner, but feeling guilty because you don't want your mom to judge you. It's stopping you from quitting your job because you don't know what your partner's going to say. It's stopping you from, you know, 
saying no to the kids when when because you feel guilt right because and it, it always comes get the cleaner yeah girl i agree so like but it's so true it's it, that one singular train of thought is going to be showing up in so many aspects of your life and it's the number one thing that is holding you back from being who you need to be to be able to get where you want to go yeah and the funny thing is you know those people that you think might be thinking that probably aren't even thinking that at all they're probably just more worried about what people are thinking of them <laughs> 100%. Everybody's so, running their own board yeah. about what they in their own world about their own shit. Um, yeah. And therefore, you know, like 100%, like they don't care about you, like, oh, they do. But, you know, they couldn't care less what decision you make. At the end of the day, you will never be criticized by somebody who's doing more than you. You will only be criticized by somebody who's doing less. I think I saw that on Julian Pace's Instagram a few weeks ago, and I was like, it's so accurate. Can I just get a sense of how you're feeling the wider community is feeling about this now? Because I feel like when it first came out, there was a massive spike in fear and anxiety and then it kind of dropped off into kind of surrender. And I feel like it's kind of, we're at that phase now. I know Ellie did a post this morning, but I was feeling it as well where people are kind of like, you know, judging, they are judging other people for what they're putting out into the world. And I feel like it's, it's been a, it's been a weird roller coaster ride. And now people are projecting their insecurities onto everyone else through their posts. So what, it, what, do you get a sense of that? Or where do you, where do you get a sense of where people are feeling now with this coronavirus? So I feel like I'm surrounding myself with different groups of people. Um, and so the number one group of people I'm surrounding myself with at the moment are all of the women who have just joined um, into one of my courses that I've just launched. So we've got 34 women that have joined into that who are taking control of their situation and who, yep, they had the grief, the fear, the anxiety, they had the surrender and now they're like, cool, what now? Like mm. I can't sit and surrender for the next six months. So let's use this time really wisely. So I think the people that I've surrounded myself with a lot have been using this time really wisely to, to grow. However, I do get a sense that there's a lot of judgment. Like I have felt it in terms of like, obviously one of my number one words and themes for my whole life is hustle. Mm. Um, and I have definitely seen a lot of posts judging people for their hustle, judging people for their, you know, their moving forward. But I think that it's coming from people who are feeling judged for taking it slow mm. right time through though to take it slow you just I just think let's just stay in our own friggin lanes yeah. you know like i don't care like people can judge people for hustling sweet no problem that's cool you do you slow down no problem like i'm i'm kind of i think for everybody out there like my biggest lesson here would be again stop caring what people think show up the way that you feel in aligned and inclined to show up at the moment and whether that if that's slow and calm and chill and i'm just embracing and i'm having downtime perfect do yeah. that for you, right? If, if it's feeling like I, I want to create, I want to grow, I have space right now, I have time, I have space to think, I want to, you know, boom, then that's amazing for you, you know? And I think that if we put our blinkers on and you're asking like, you know, what am I seeing a lot in the world right now? Not a lot because I'm just not concerning myself with it, to be completely honest. Um, and I think that's a protection mechanism that I've had to take for myself. Mm, for yeah. sure. Yeah. And it always comes back to, yeah, you do you, right? Yeah, I've been, I, I was talking to Steph before and I've been going through ebbs and flows and right now I feel like things are flowing well, but last week, you know, um, I wasn't doing as much because I just needed to listen to my body and, and rest and that's okay too. Um, yeah, it, yeah. There's no, there's no manual for this. Yeah. There's no manual or guide for how we're supposed to navigate this time. So yeah. 
it really is down to you and what you want. I did a big post about this yesterday about trusting your intuition, trusting your gut and, and saying yes to what you actually need. So whatever that is for you is so fine. And yeah, Tara's saying I swing back and forwards. Yeah, cool. That's it. So just trust that. Sometimes you're going to hustle. The next day you might do nothing for the whole day or five days. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. You know? Like that's so fine. Yeah. And the thing with that is to just actually enjoy it and not feel the guilt. Because if you're feeling guilty for it, you can't even enjoy the downtime. <laughs> And, and guilt comes from usually, again, you know, what will people think? Mm. Like so much, you know, like for me, like guilt, like if I lay in bed all day and read a book and my partner's hustling in the kitchen even or hustling in his business or mowing the lawn, I feel guilt. Oh, I should get up and help. Oh, I should do this. Mm-mm. Stay in bed, girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. You know, it's like letting go of all of that stuff. Like this is our time to work on this, this growth here, you yeah. know? And, and learning to trust your intuition and trust what feels good for you, you know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, a lot of some people have already had that type, a lot of home time to do that inner work already. Like I have been at home for the last year with my daughter, you know, a lot of alone time, thinking time. So I've had a lot of that time, whereas a lot of people now they're, they're stuck at home and that can be a good thing because they do have to look within and, and really sit with their feelings and see how they're feeling. Um, but for, for people like me that have been doing that for the past year, you know, I can kind of feel like, yeah, now's the time to give more. I think it's so beautiful to just do what is feeling right here and giving less of an F about what is happening in the wider world or what people are going to think or how people are going to, you know, judge you or whatever. Right. So I think it's so important to just really like this is a lesson in trusting our intuition and trusting what, what feels good to us on each day of each moment of each day. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I know that you said mindset and practical don't really go well together, but I really want the ladies watching to walk away with some kind of things that they can implement in their life. Mm -hmm. So can you share with us maybe, yeah. you know, two or three practical things that they can actually do each day that will make a difference? So for me, um, when I was first learning all of these lessons and all of this mindset and all of this, like, trust your intuition, all this sort of stuff, for me it was a mantra. And I had that mantra everywhere. I had it everywhere. It was on the back of my phone screen. It was in the door as I walked into my house. It was on my fridge. It was on the inside of my fridge. It was on my bathroom mirror. It was on the back of my toilet door. Wasn't it, you're a badass. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually give less of a fuck. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and and I for a whole year, it stayed there, right? And I think that it's so much part of the reason now why I'm so e it's so easy for me to stay in my own lane because it's something that in order to have massive change, especially in a mindset or a belief system that has been, in, that is like the caring what people think belief system has been put in our, in our minds since we were so young, we probably can't even recall or remember that moment, right? That, that it first started and it's been backed up every friggin' day for the last 30 odd, 40, 50 years, right? So undoing that is not a matter of writing affirmations down twice a day, three times a week. Like it's going to take time to really be able to create a new belief system. And it's something you need to see constantly in order to, to create that system. So you need to constantly, even if it's not something you're focusing on, it needs to be subconscious and it needs to be subliminal. It needs to be always there. So for me, create a mantra that feels good for you. Um, that it's going to, you know, and that might just be, be brave. That was this year's mantra. I got a tattoo to my arm, um, <laughs> you know, and, and so it's somewhere that I can see it every day all of a sudden, you know, so put 
things in places that, you know, that the thing that you want to embody this year, put it somewhere that everyone can, that everywhere can see it and, and really start to, I guess, adopt and see it more often. I promise you that within six months, you will already probably either have completely adopted that mindset or you'll be well on your way to changing so many habits in your life. So get a mantra is one one practical thing, put it everywhere. The second practical thing is I think, and, and this goes back to like, we haven't actually discussed the other part of what I wanted to talk about yet. So I think it'll tie in after, but I will touch on it. Um, create a file. And I think Brooke said this about at the in, uh, International Women's Day event. Um, she said, create a file of screenshots, messages, and kind words that people have said about you and about how your product or service has made them feel. Refer back to it daily and remind yourself that people need you more now than ever right? So for people who are wanting to show up, if you are sitting on this call right now and you are showing up and you do want to show up, but you're scared to show up, refer to this file every single day and remind yourself of why people need you. And I know that you know that you should be doing them, but I know that you're probably not guys. So affirmations, because at the end of the day, you have to believe it before it eventuates. And I did a post on this also yesterday. Um, I love Drake. <laughs> I love rap. I just love rap music. And I love Drake. And one of his things was, um, I'm the, his quote said, I'm the greatest man. I said I was the greatest man before I knew I was. Yeah. Right? It's like, it's, it's about kind of going, you have to tell yourself that you're going to be successful before you become successful. Because if you don't believe it, no one else is going to believe it. Mm. Like it all starts here. Like you have to back yourself. But like when I started creating this four-week course that I've just launched, I hadn't even created the content before I started marketing it. But I knew, I knew that the content would be life-changing when I created it, mm. you know? And it's just about having that and that belief system. And then because I believed it and I was so sure of it, I'm so passionate about it. I, you know, other, 34 other people believed it too, you know? And, and now we're going into day one today, which is really exciting. And, and it's, it's, I've done, you know, I've gone above and beyond, but I knew that I would because I backed myself straight up, you know, and it's just about having that. You've got to believe it before it happens. And the first way to really do that is to, yeah, create that mantra and write your affirmations down every single day. Like I'm a really disorganized person and something that I did every day for six months was write down, I am organized. Yeah. You know, you change it. Pardon? You feel like you're organized now? So much better. Like I would never, usually if I was going into something like this today, like I wrote my notes last night, I would never have written my notes. I would have been writing them 10 minutes before we jumped on, <laughs> you know, like it, it changes because yeah. you have to believe it. The more that you run a story of I'm disorganized, I suck at organization. Yeah. I'm not good at that. How, like you're always going to be bad at it. You know, like you have to believe it. You have to tell yourself a different story. Yes, totally. That's why you have to be careful of the words that you say um, and, the, and, of course, the thoughts that you think. But I used to always say to people, I'm not a morning person, I'm not a morning person. And then I consciously changed that that phrase because I knew that I was about to become a mum and I had to be a morning person. <laughs> so I never said that anymore. And now I'm fine. You know, I get up and I'm happy. I don't even need my coffee to be happy. I'm fine. So it's yeah, the conscious yeah. thing that we tell ourselves, you know, yeah. and like I know Narelle on here, I've worked with her before and one of hers was like, I am really bad at technology. And all of a sudden she's created an online business because she changed the story, right? Yeah. 
if you tell yourself you're going to be bad at something, you're going to be bad at it because you're preparing yourself for that. You're, you know, I'm, I'm not a morning person. So every time you wake up in the morning, you're like, Oh, I'm just not a morning person. Like how the hell are you going to feel good about it? If you, you fulfill that prophecy. Exactly. Quick break. Did you know these interviews are watched live in our member Facebook group where our members have the opportunity to have their questions answered by our game changer guests live on the spot. If you want to get in on the live action, come join our community at www.fusionbizco.com.au forward slash membership. All right, let's hear their question. Yay, we have a question. So, Emily says, any book, podcast, other recommendations, Steph, or can you write one? Ooh, good one. I feel like I need all of this up in my grill all day, every day, don't you all? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So um, thank you, first of all. And uh, yeah, look, I mean, God, I actually, before we got on here today, guys, I've just been sitting here with all of my books. You're currently in my library and I've just been reading some of my favourite bits to um, start uh, incorporate. I always pull bits from books to, to give out to people, big like quotes and, you know, stuff that I've taken from books. Like I might read a book this size, right? And just take like two things from it. And then those two things that have changed the way that I've done my business or lived in my life. So I can't recommend reading enough or audiobooks. In terms of mindset, there's a couple that I specifically recommend. Um, I really, really, really recommend it. This is a huge book. So sorry in advance. It will take you some time to read. I recommend reading 10 pages of book every single day. It'll take you less than 10 minutes, right? And it's just such a beautiful way to, to push forward. So some of my favorite mindset books are um, Tony Robbins, Awaken the Giant Within. This is going to change your mindset so much around the way that you see fear, failure, um, success, um, belief systems. It's actually insane. The other, um, Ashley, love that book. Yeah, I love Tony. He was my first um, like personal development guru. I went to his um, three-day uh, I think it's by the same title as the book, maybe. Um, oh, Un- Unleash the Power Within, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, amazing. Amazing. He, cha- he changed my life. He set me on the path to business. Same. He changed my life too, so I can't recommend it. Anyone thinking about going to UPW, go. It's in September this year. Hopefully the travel ban's been lifted. Yeah. Um, the other one I love so much, which you guys may or may not have read, is Winging It by Emma Isaacs. Um, I think that was the first ever business book that I read. And thank God it was because it was so powerful for me to understand that even women at that caliber Mm. still have no idea what they're doing right we're all just winging it so i think that's just even if you've read it read it read it again remind yourself that the only pressure that you're that it's getting put on you right now is the pressure you're putting on yourself yeah she's got five kids with another on the way (laughs) um and then one of the other books oh my god there's so many i'm just looking at my bookshelf um I want to enjoy Tools of the Titans by Tim Ferriss. Yeah, love Tim. I think that I got so many, um, Tools of the Titans is like a book that has, he's interviewed like all of the top, you know, business gurus in the world. And they've given him like five tips around certain areas that they've put into their business that have changed their business life. I couldn't read two pages of that without stopping and implementing straight away because I was just like, oh my God, so good. Yeah. Um, so, you know, please, yeah, it's a brilliant book. I think that's the key though. I think you just hit the nail on the head. You have to read, but also implement. At the same time. Because, you know, if you just read and reading, reading and not actually doing what the book tells you to do, then it's just, you know, it's not really worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, but another one, if you want to support local, Tracy Spencer has just brought out her book, 
So she, that's called Rock Your Light. And um, I put it on pre-order. I haven't got it yet. I don't think anyone's got it yet. But if, yeah, Tracy spoke at our International Women's Day event. Um, and if you want to support her, I mean, I'm sure that book would be just as powerful as even Tony Robbins or Tim Ferriss. She's got such power behind her. So there's yeah, nothing. Yeah, I agree more. Yeah, I just ordered that as well. Um, excellent. I've never used a mantra. What is your best place to start, Lindsay? Um, I think it just needs to be something that feels inspiring to you. It just has to inspire you. And I think it's, it really has to come from the place that the place that you need to work on the most. Is it fear-based? Is it something that you're sitting in fear? Is it failure-based? Um, is it, you know, what is it that's currently, looking at what is it that's currently holding you back from moving forward? What is it that, what is the thing that is the one, because there's always, it's just one block that's preventing you. If you think about like a hose, you know, that's got lots of kinks in it. If, you know, let's say the hose has 10 kinks in it, but really how many kinks do you need to fix in order to get the hose working? You only need to fix the first one. And then once you fix the first one, you can fix the second one, you know, and you work on the one. You don't have to work on all 10 at once. So like whenever we do self-work or any kind of mantra work or anything like that, what we're actually doing is we're, we're fixing the first thing. That doesn't mean your self-work is done. <laughs> that just means that you get to now work on the next, the next block, right? And like self-work is forever. We're always working on stuff. So I think that, and I, you know, I did a post about this yesterday. I'm a different woman to the woman I was at the beginning of this year. Um, because of so much self-work that I've done, you know, and, and I didn't think it could happen that quickly, but it can if you, if you move the right things in the right places. So what's the one thing that's holding you back, Lindsay? And then look at, you know, one really inspiring mantra that's going to that's gonna help you move through that. An example of how I got my Be Brave one was because I knew that I was encouraging my clients to do really scary things like reach out to the media or, um, you know, reach out to big influencers or ask to be featured on big accounts. And I wasn't doing it in my own business because I was scared of the rejection. And so I realized that I needed to be more brave. I need to do brave things. And thank God I got this tattoo because it's been so, um, so big this year for me. Um, so yeah, just whatever inspires you. Brie has an awesome question here. How do you deal with friends that aren't as supportive as you expected throughout your business journey or you feel you are distancing because from because of your business? That is such a good question and something that I've struggled with as well. Yeah, 100%. Um, if you'd asked me this question a year ago, I'd have been like, bye, just say goodbye to them. Um, but I've actually found better ways of dealing with it because <laughs> um, I ended up with not a lot of friends after this. Um, but I think that it's really important, guys, even though your business is such a huge part of who you are, it can't be all of who you are. And I think it's really important to make sure that in certain situations, like with my, I, my, I use my parents as a really good example. They don't get it. They don't understand that I just did a launch. They don't understand why people are paying me for business coaching. They can't get, they just don't get it. They're like, mm, it doesn't make sense. Why are you so busy? You basically just talk to people all day. Like it doesn't make sense, you know? <laughs> so I just stopped talking about my business with them because they don't get it. I end up feeling like I have to explain myself and they're feeling like crap about it. They don't feel good about it either because they don't get it. So they're like, how's things going? I'm like, really, really good. Yep. Did this, this, this. And then really, really basic, like having really good success. Yep. Or if I'm really struggling, I'll talk to them. But at the end of the day, they don't get it. Right. Talk to people, talk with people about your business who either are there and get it or who make you feel really freaking good about it. And everybody else, you just need to not talk about your business. 
and that's it. Most of my girlfriends, we catch up, we talk about boyfriends, we talk about sex, we talk about food, we talk about life, we talk about all the normal things you talk about with your girlfriends. Just keep those relationships like that and stop having this expectation. I think all relationships come with so much expectation, but you're having the expectation that they're going to support you throughout this, but they can't understand it. And sometimes more often than not, they're scared that you're going to change and that you're going to, and I think Tracy Spencer says it best when she says that um, your friends are scared that you're going to outshine them, right? When we know that what's happening is you're actually shining for them to show them what's actually capable and what, what's actually, you know, available to them to do. However, that doesn't mean that you have to, you know, give up everything, um, you know, in order to not be that person. You just shine for them quietly. You don't have to share with them all the wins because it makes them, it's bringing up some judgment in them, some fear in them that they're not good enough or that they're not doing enough, right? Yeah. So my advice, sorry about my dog in the background, guys. Um, but I'm, that's my advice around that is just don't have those conversations with them. If they're not lighting you up, they can still continue to love you and be your friend. They just don't understand. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And it looks like it's payday for Lauren and Tara as well. That's why I joined Fusion. <laughs> joined Fusion. Perfect. <laughs> um, uh, Sharon says, my husband has never run a business. He says, I Oh, my husband has never run a business. He says, I don't include him or let him know what's happening. Whenever I do, we end up having a disagreement as he thinks he has a better way. Mm. Yeah, it's hard when you're living with someone that um, you can't talk to about it, isn't it? Because because your um, partner runs his own business, right? So he, you guys have similar challenges, but it's very different if they're working in a completely different field. So my advice around that is like, even sometimes, you know, living with someone who, who does have a business is just as hard, right? Because... You, you naturally compete, which becomes really quite ugly um, as well. So it has its own different set of challenges. Um, and I think that in that situation, my love, like the thing that you need to understand is that like sometimes you just need to hustle and then quietly, like hustle quietly. You know, we don't have to, we don't, and share your successes with people like Fusion. And, you know, she said, share your successes with, with your coaches or with your friends who get it. Um, and eventually, right? Like one day, like this is what happened with my parents. Um, one day I was successful and I was making really great money and, you know, I was getting on podcast interviews and in the newspaper and all the things. And they were like, Oh, what we thought was stupid before we now understand. Right. So hustle until you reach your goal. And then he's going to back you no matter what. Like I can imagine that Lorna Jane's husband, when she first started was like, mm -hmm, honey, this is never going to work. Next minute quit his job and became the CEO of her business. Yes. Right. <laughs> like hustle until you prove to them that it's going to work and you just have to hustle silently. That just means, and it sucks. You can't share that with them and it sucks that they're questioning you. But all you need to say, if they're like, Hey babe, like, you know, not earning any money, like what's going on. Just be like, I promise you I'm going to do this. And again, it comes back to your self-belief. If you know that you're going to be able to really do it, then you'll be able to prove to him that you can do it. He's going to believe you if you believe you. Yeah. Yeah. Let, and then let the results do the talking. Perfect. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Steph, I think um, we're going to have to let you go because we've used up an hour of your very important time. But thank you so much for sharing your brain and knowledge with us. It's been such a good interview. Of course, I knew it would be. Thanks to everybody who jumped on for listening to me, Jan. Um, if, guys, if you are struggling um, to, if, if you want to be working in your business right now and you're scared to show up, 
please message me. I have heaps of tips that I can give you around how to show up online in a really beautiful way that and kind of breaks that block that you're having at the moment. So if that's something you're really struggling with, just DM me. Um, I'll send you a link to a video that I did a couple of weeks ago that you can watch that's going to help you bust out of that mindset. But um, thank you guys so much for, for listening to me today and for Ash for having me on.